Welcome to the Next Level Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Lee, and today I am joined by a very special host. Um, it's only fitting seeing that the month of March is National Athletic Training Month. And today we are joined by athletic trainer, Ms. Kanisha Jenkins. How are you doing? I know this this is your first year here as our athletic trainer. Um, talk on your background. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? Um, were you an athlete growing up? Um, did you have an athletic background? Um, so I'm originally from Gaston, South Carolina, but I always tell people Columbia because nobody knows where Gaston is. Um, I went to airport high school after high school. Well, let me back up a little bit. In high school, I was a cheerleader and I ran track. I went to the University of South Carolina for my undergraduate degree in exercise science. I actually cheered for one year mm-hmm. as a Gamecock cheerleader. And then I took almost about two years off before starting my master's program and I got my master's in athletic training from the University of South Florida. Okay, nice. Um, let's touch on your athletic background a little bit, just for a second. So you said you ran track and you were a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So. Speak on let's let's speak on cheer since you were a college cheerleader. A lot of people think cheer, you know, is all fun and games. They get to look pretty, you know, on the sidelines and get the crowd into it. But I, I know I know as a former basketball player that it, it's a lot of work that goes into it and it's very strenuous. So speak on your experience as a cheerleader, not only um, as a high school cheerleader, but doing so on the college level. Um, you know, cheerleading is absolutely very slept on. Not only, like I said, yes, you have to look pretty on the sidelines, but there's so much athletic ability that goes into competitive cheer. So you have the tumbling, you have the stunting, you have to be able to lift uh, literally an entire person above your head. And people don't, they just see the cheers. They just see the yay. They don't see the practice. They don't see the competitions. And that's why, like, um, social media has brought children, I would say, to more of a forefront. Mm-hmm. And then they had the Netflix show on, what was it called? I forget the actual name of it, but it showed, like, a competitive cheerleading team and people were able to see sort of the behind the scenes, all the injuries, the possible concussions, ankle sprains, and things like that. Nice. Nice. What, what events did you run in track? So I ran the 100, the 4 by one the 200 if I was made to. But the 100 and 4x1 were my favorite. Okay. Find out Jinx is a speedster. Um, so moving forward, uh, what led you in the direction, you know, what, what made you decide that, you know, one day I'm going to stop cheering, I'm going to stop running track, and I want to be an athletic trainer? What, what helped you make that decision? So in all honesty, athletic training wasn't my first choice of a career. Um, I originally wanted to be a physical therapist. I knew I wanted to work with sports. I feel like athletes um, have that high motivation that I was looking for. After I got my exercise degree and my exercise science degree from USC, I actually worked as a rehab tech at a nursing home. And that kind of opened my eyes to life a lot. Um, I saw the nursing home as more of I was able to make those connections, which I love making the connections with the patients. But that population just wasn't as motivated as what I personally was looking for. So um, I actually applied to physical therapy school twice. That's a transparent moment. Didn't get in either time. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I gotta figure something else out. I'm real big on everything happens for a reason. Um, and so I started looking into other careers. 
I took a um, sports medicine class in high school, but it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't really get a lot out of it. Um, and so I was looking into like what I want to do. And so I was like, okay, let me revisit athletic training. And so I did my observation hours at Dutch Fork High School and absolutely loved it. Okay. And then um, I applied and got in and then it just kind of went from there. And I, now I realize that this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. Nice. Um, when you were at Dutch Fork, did you help with all sports or were there specific sports that you So I did my, oh sorry, I did my observation hours during the summer. So it was more so summer football is the focus that I was with then. Okay. Um, what, is, what is your favorite, I know you're not supposed to say this, but what would you say is your favorite sport to, to, be, um, to help assist with as far? My favorite sport, um, I would say football because I understand football more. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball, basketball is hard for me to understand a little bit. <laughs> so I just kind of gravitate more towards football. Okay. Um, speak on the importance of the athletic training position. You know, I, as a as former athlete, I know that, you know, without you guys, we will be lost. You know, there's a lot of unseen hours that goes on behind the scenes and you tend to shoot hundreds of kids, you know, that need your assistance, that have little ailments, you know, that are nicked up. But speak on the importance of your position, you know, what you bring to our athletic department. Um, athletic trainers, one of the slogans for National Athletic Training this month is athletic trainers are essential to healthcare. And that has undoubtedly been proven in the past and now even more so with um, COVID-19. We're having to be there for to help roll out some of these COVID protocols that we are putting into place doing COVID return to play because people aren't really understanding the dangers of having COVID and then returning to sports. Um, but outside of COVID-19, I would just say that we are undoubtedly vital. I think a lot of people look at athletic trainers, they see us as the individuals who run out into the field, but that is a very small part of what we actually do as athletic trainers. A lot of our time is spent in the athletic training room, like you said, dealing with those small ailments, dealing with um, pre-rehab, I mean, pre-surgical rehabs, dealing with post-surgical rehabs, treatment, injury prevention, um, assessment of injuries, and just really just being there for the athletes. Um, I think that's a part that people don't really see as much, but that's honestly my favorite part about being an athletic trainer is my ability to connect with the athletes outside of them being an athlete, um, just being there for them um, emotionally and helping them. Something about taking somebody, let's say my my severe cases, my surgical cases, taking them from not being able to walk to being able to play their sport again is life-changing personally for me. Yeah, and I, I think that um, I can relate with you. You know, we, we are in the same age, and um, just being younger than a, a large part of our staff, we're able to connect with our students and, you know, be able to – we're into some of the same things that they are, that they're into. So I think that helps being able to – you know, talk about certain topics that, you know, most staff here is not hip to. Uh-huh. And, you know, being able to be that person that they can come and talk to that they might not want to talk, you know, to their parents or other adults to. They feel comfortable to, um, bringing those situations to you. Um, I know this is your first year being a lead athletic trainer. Spe- let's touch on how has, you know, going through your first year and it also being in the middle of a pandemic. I can imagine that that's been pretty rough. You've already talked about some of the return to play protocols. 
Um, speak on how has that affected you in your first year? You know, I know you're getting to do what you love to do, but at the same time, there's like this dark cloud over us. You know, we have to be careful at all times. Um, so touch on that. Um, I mean, in all honesty, I didn't, I wasn't sure sports were going to happen this year. Um, so to be able to come out here and be with the kids and see them do what they love, I, I love to see that. But like you said, at the same time, it's kind of like that dark cloud looming over my head. You know, being my first year here, a lot of my first encounters, I mean, I'm sure the kids were considering me the mask police. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the one like, okay, no, pull up your mask. You're not wearing your mask properly. Where's your mask? Social distance. And at first, um, it took a while before I could really get in there and make those um, relationships and make those bonds as quickly as I would have liked to. Um, I think we're, we've gotten to that point now. But it is, it's definitely just that fear, like you say, kind of looming in the back of your head. I want to keep the kids as safe as possible. And a lot of times they don't see the, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe like the, how serious COVID-19 is, especially if they really haven't, you know, lost anyone or Mm -hmm. nobody in their family. They're not seeing individuals, you know, get sick. They're just seeing people kind of recover from COVID-19. Um, so I think that is the biggest thing, but a large part of my philosophy or how I like to be as an athletic trainer is to educate these kids because um, a lot of kids don't understand the seriousness of any health condition, really. They just see, oh, I want to go out there and play my sport. And in no means do I want to hold my athletes out from playing their sport, but it's my job to ensure that they are playing safely. Okay, I got to make sure that they're able to go out there and protect themselves. And I think that's a big thing. They kind of sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, well, you don't want to go see the athletic trainers because they're not going to let you play. That's not what I'm about. I'm about educating you so you know what's up, whether it is what we're doing here in the athletic training room or you graduate and now you're an adult and you have to go on an appointment and you have no idea what the doctor is saying to you. Mm-hmm. Those are the types of things that are important. And if I can make a lasting impact on these kids now when they go off, even if they don't go to become a Division One athlete or any athlete after high school, you know, there's possible that they're going to have kids. Once they have those kids, their kids are in high school, they understand the importance of an athletic trainer. They can't, they're not going to sit back and say, oh, the athletic program is like, yeah, no, we can't afford an athletic trainer. If you can afford an athletic program, you can afford an athletic trainer. And about to give you on my soapbox mm-hmm. because in reality I mean depending on how many athletes you have one athletic trainer is not enough I, I, I can't be everywhere at one time and yes I do have a supplemental athletic trainer and I could honestly not do this without him shout out to Jeffrey Sinkavich okay literally the GOAT um, but you know that help is needed so a lot of schools think okay let's have one athletic trainer there so just in case something happens we can say that we have one athletic trainer there and we, we're we not going to get sued. But we literally can't be everywhere at one time. Mm. And I can only imagine, um, you know, with the amount of athletes that we have, you know, we have a large number of athletes here at Ridgeview. And a lot of times, like you said, you are by yourself. So, I mean, I, I think you can easily get overwhelmed and, uh, you know, get loaded with tons of kids that need your attention at the same time. But at the same time, I think that you've done a great job um, empowering your student assistants as well. If you want to touch on them for a second, um, I call them my gang. You know, I, I'm very close with those, with those girls. They are, you know, sweet girls. They do their job, and I, they really love athletic training. Um, speak on them and, you know, how helpful they've been this year for you. 
So actually, when the year first started, they weren't sure if the athletic training student aides would even be able to help because of the risk of COVID. Um, the district did end up coming out and saying, okay, you can have your um, student athletic trainers coming out. And again, just like how it is with Jeff, I wouldn't be able to do it without him. I literally would not be able to do it without my girls. Um, they are there for the practices. They are there for the games. And this is the first year that they have actually traveled to the spring games. Mm -hmm. um, that's not something that they have done in the past. These girls are very responsible. I know that I can trust them. They have a passion. They want to learn. They're coming in. They're not just coming in and only doing what I asked them to do. A lot of times they've already done stuff before I've even said anything to them about them or like, oh, Ms. Jesus, what are we going to do for this? And then they have that that drive to learn more. They're asking, you know, well, why do you do this? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And like I tell them, even if, you know, because all of them don't want to be athletic trainers and that's fine, but again, they're getting that hands-on healthcare experience that they can then take into the real world. So I'm very appreciative of my girls, Trayana. Um, we got Jayla, Maya, Erica joining track, but she is there with us as well, and then Sanaya as well. So if anybody, this is a little plug, if anybody is interested in becoming a student athletic trainer, please send me an email, kajenkins at richland2.org. Yes, please reach out to her. Um, help is always needed. So if you have any interest, let's get you in there. Um, <clears throat> also, you know, knowing that this is your first year here at Ridgeview and hearing that you've been able to work at other schools in the past, Speak on, you know, what's the difference between Ridgeview and some of your other stops that you've, that you've had? Um, you know, as a former Ridgeview athlete, I know we have a strong culture here, you know, as far as athletically, as far as, you know, promoting athletics. And, you know, we are very school-driven or, how do I say, the school supports athletics, you know, to the utmost degree. You know, it's, it's very important here to see our kids excel not only in the classroom but also you know on the field or on the court so how, how does review differ from some from your previous locations um so I've only, I only have one other high school experience mm -hmm. and honestly that experience made me not really look into high schools at first um but it's the culture for me when it comes to review um that was a big thing when I came out of school. I was like, I need a job that has a positive work culture. Mm -hmm. Because if you hate where you work, you'll be miserable. Especially with the amount of hours that an athletic trainer is putting in. And like you say, at Ridgeview, yes, they support the athletics, but it's so much bigger than that. I have, since day one, come here and felt like I was a part of a family. And that is what I'm the most grateful for. Like, even just now, y'all come in. Surprising us for National Athletic Training Month, bringing us flowers and a poster with, you know, the admin and the coaches signing, letting us know that they see us and that they're thankful for us. And in the, um, I think in this profession, that can get lost in a lot of times. People just are always expecting the athletic trainer to be there. Mm -hmm. And there's not a sense of thankfulness for us being there. Um, and, you know, I understand that this is my job, but it does feel good to be appreciated. Um, and like you said, the kids... Um, I know they can be a headache sometimes, but I know I'm going to come to work and I'm going to get a good laugh. And they keep me going. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure if they know it is some moments where I'm in there, like like you said, overwhelmed and stressed. But I know I can go out there and, you know, go through a rehab with one of my students and start laughing and joking. And they kind of take me to a place where it's like, over, even over winter break, I was definitely thankful for the break. But towards the end, I'm like, dang, I kind of missed 
the key is like you know I wonder, I wonder how they're doing I talked to one of my students today um, the district actually has an EMT certification course that they can go through mm -hmm. and she was in my class last semester so we would kind of check in I saw in the hallway today and she just found out that she passed her test so just those little things being able to kind of keep up with the kids and making those connections is definitely what I love about being here with you nice yes um you are definitely appreciated. Um, Ms. Jenkins, she looks out for me as well. You know, my any ailments I have, um, if I need ice or, you know, game ready, whatever it is, she's always there and she's always willing to help. So, you know, today was great to help celebrate you guys because you do so much for our athletic program, you know, for all of our kids. And uh, without you, we would not have the success that we've been able to obtain. Um, moving forward. Have you been able to, I know this is still your first year, we're still early, but so far this year, what's your favorite memory so far as your um, as that lead athletic trainer? It could be anything, any, any party, whether it's in the classroom, teaching, you know, training with the kids, you know, a game, anything. What's What's been your most favorite memory so far? Wow, my favorite moment. Um, as far as, rehab situation I would say we had a um, uh, athlete football athlete tears ACL and he actually recently started running within the last month or so mm -hmm. and seeing how excited he was when he when I told him like okay you know if you do what you need to do we'll start running next week and to see him actually get excited about running and then actually seeing him run that was amazing for me um, as far as kind of like I'm talking about that mentorship role. Um, when I noticed that the athletic training student aides were starting to miss me when I would leave early. Mm -hmm. Like, just little things like that. I'm like, oh, no, wow. These kids, I'm really, truly making a difference in their lives, and little do they know they make such a difference in my life as well. Yeah, I think that's the fulfilling part of just working with kids, period. You know, being able to sow into their lives and see the, the impact that you have, you know, just by being yourself. You know, you're not doing anything extraordinary. You're just being who you are, being a good person, you know, giving them great advice and being that shoulder for them to lean on. So that's great. That's great. Um, knowing you a little bit, I know that you are super ambitious, and I know that, you know, this is not your end goal. So what, what would be your, you know, your dream job in athletic training? Or would it be professional or, you know, what, what would you love to do with this job? So my dream job, I would say, would be to work for myself. Um, so as athletic trainers, we have a lot of knowledge and a very large skill set of things that we know how to do and we're experts in doing, but we don't have access to that population because, you know, granted, athletic trainers do work with individuals who aren't necessarily what we would quote-unquote call athletes, but... Like I said before, I love being able to make people feel better. Mm -hmm. that, that in return gives me so much more. And so I have actually already started a little business. Yeah, I was going to say, plug your business now. <laughs> so Pro Health Recovery is a business that I started, honestly, in the last few months. And so my goal with Pro Health Recovery is to, again, go back to that education, educating the general population of them know that the services that these athletes are getting will benefit them in their day-to-day -day lives, whether you are a school teacher or you are a firefighter, or you know you play basketball on the weekends, or you're a weightlifter. These recovery services that I'm offering can and will benefit you and help change your life in a positive direction. So I just want to pretty much take that and take it on a large scale 
and kind of how people see a physical therapy clinic, people go into a physical therapy clinic, that's what I want for my athletic training recovery services. Yeah, so if you got a little crook in your neck or that, that back is not, is not feeling right, feel free to get in contact with Pro Health Recovery. My girl will get you back on track. She'll have you feeling good, you know, so you can attack all your daily activities and do the things that you love to do. Um, Ms. Jenkins, uh, where can we find you on Instagram and Twitter, if you don't mind us following you on there? Or Twitter, how about that? So now y'all just got on Twitter when I started working at Regis. I said, oh, everybody has a Twitter, so I have to get one. So my Twitter handle is kjenkins underscore ATC. Mm-hmm. And then you can find me on Instagram at prohealth underscore recovery. Okay. All right, you heard it there. Ms. Jenkins, we appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Um, so happy to celebrate you and Jeffrey for National Athletic Training Month. Uh, we appreciate all the work that you do. Um, once again, it goes unnoticed. Um, and without you, the department would be in shambles. So thank you so much. We appreciate you.